on this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. No, it's like here, don't swat in the yard. Oh, get out of here, Psycho. Like, get just, get. Just spray bottles. <laughs> After a devastating battle with Shoma. You had lost your good buddy Alonzo there from the beginning. Uh, you had a funeral, uh, and now you have a new party member, uh, his his beloved, Eglamour. Eleanor, his beloved. And now you've had some downtime uh, to kind of sort through the things you need to do while uh, Dunsmith is looking into this recreation of Pyronite and seeing what the deal is with it. The Outlaws bring their newest member up to speed. You're trying to get caught up on the investigation with Chester, and Chester's like spread out with the thing. <laughs> He's got his own face up there looking at Muglin. He's That's now got really yours there, you. but the your picture has a yarn connecting to Alonzo, which connects to Loveless. <laughs> Then Loveless is connected to the shield marshes, the shield marshes are connected to the gangs, and it all comes back to Pyronite somehow. And go to work on their next lead. Uh, we got reports of a flying clockwork monster. One of the sentries at Alcantar Castle got a good look at it and said it was a clockwork cat. What? <laughs> and how exactly I do not this? have anything to do with this. Book two begins. A little signs there. Muglin was here. <laughs> Muglin. Now. So welcome to book two, oh. everybody. We made it. Well, not, all, most of us you. did. Not all of you not made it. Not all of us made it to book two. Well, Kat made well, it to book all, two. All of us as people made it to book two. Well, if Kat lost a bit of herself in book I did. one, then not all of us as all people I made built it. my first ever happy, well-adjusted, but still has enough problems to be a character rogue, and he promptly died. You've only hey. made two rogues, hey. so... <laughs> hey, hey, at least, you know, your character died before some horrible thing happened when you rolled a one, and he got he a farted. negative character trait for the rest of time. <laughs> True <laughs> that. He tooted. Uh, Jacob's that was a problem with me, not my character. I think Jacob started out this one with terrible nickname as a character trait. Hey. Oh, no. His nicknames are wonderful. You shut Chester up. Chester has an alias. Williams <laughs> is right. hilarious. I love Chester, a.k.a. Williams. I'm never going to forget you going to that dance club and saying this one's devising the strategy. <laughs> <sighs> he just started wanking in that club. I'm investigating. Don't come in. I'm following a lead. <laughs> I'm pursuing a lead. Don't come in. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. If the look on my face could be translated uh, into audio. So I, I wanted to say, don't come in. I'm devising a strategy. Devise a strategy. <laughs> uh, I love playing in Alkenstar, and we were talking about. Uh, up other places to play in this wonderful setting that Pathfinder has and has had since 1E. Galarian. What a cool, wonderful, weird mishmash of different settings all glued together. I love it. So we've played a couple different adventure paths, and I think at least I say at least me and Jacob are Paizo junkies when it comes to watching the content that comes out. Duh. Uh and I wanted to ask each of you. Uh, out of what we've played and maybe things that we may play in the future, what locales on Galarian 
stand out to you as your favorite that you've played or maybe somewhere that you would love to play one day. Anyone want to start us off? I've played a good few adventure paths and there are two that have settings that kind of stick out to me. Um, I love White Throne that you end up going to whenever you play in um, Reign of Winter. I love Sandpoint, the place that you start out with uh, Rise of the Rune Lords. It's just so wholesome. It Sandpoint is. is great. It's great. There's so much love put into that little town. And it really helps that in the adventure path that you play it in, that like the people, once you do a few things, they like they you. just love you. Mm-hmm. Everyone, almost everyone. That place but, is so good. It got its own campaign setting book towards the end of Winnie's life. It's not even that big of a place. It's a small <laughs> it's town. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but um, I think there are, there are two, there are two specific places that really stuck out to me. And they are places that none of you have experienced. Uh, it is the Merfolk City in oh. Ruins of Aslant. Oh. Love that. Ooh. And an aside for Ruins of Aslant, talking to Mordant Spire Elves. Oh, uh, really? Yes. Oh, it makes me... It makes me. Oh, the reclusive people. Uh-huh. Oh. And um, Council of Thieves. Oh, where's that one take place? Shelly yes. So I need to, oh. I need to tell you exactly how I found that out. I came into that campaign late because I was standing in for somebody who just never came back. So I ended up finishing that campaign with that group. Mm. The DM said, all right, you're in West crown. And I'm like, Oh, I'm in West crown. And he's like, yeah, you didn't know that. Where's West crown. It's in Shelly. I'm in Shelly. That's, that's the appropriate <laughs> reaction right there. Why? <laughs> Why would you want to be? Oh, that oh, place. Second thought, let's not go to Chelyax. But it was... Um, it is a devil place. It is an evil place. It, was, <laughs> it had a lot of character. Oh, I don't doubt it. So for those who are new to the Pathfinder campaign setting, uh, Galarian is the name of the planet you're on. Uh, White Throne, which Drow mentioned first, is in the nation of Urison, the ever-frozen witch nation of Urison. Oh. It's where Reign of Winter takes place. Which so... Is a, so ridiculously fantasy. It's uh, very uh, dark fairy tale. Kind of Slavic. Fae. Oh, it's great. Uh, it is ruled by uh, Baba Yaga's daughters, uh, which is just great and very witchy. The Yedwiga. Uh, it is awesome. And then Sandpoint is set in Varesia, which is kind of a uh, loose collection. It's not like a governed nation so much as a collection of city-states, I believe. Um, and it's on the Lost Coast, which has deep history and uh, mm-hmm. rooted in Galarian's history. It's awesome. It's in between the big city of Magnamar and the like pirate town of Riddleport. It's great. Oh. Um, and then Cheliax is basically Cheliax. <laughs> racist against Tieflings land. <laughs> it's uh, it's like the one of the bad guy countries, basically. The, yeah. In times past. Uh, basically, the, the history of the Inner Sea in more recent times is there existed a big place called Taldor, which is basically uh, either Spain or Great Britain analogy. Take your pick. <laughs> um, and so they went on like a number of different crusades through all of the Inner Sea region, conquering it. Love a good crusade. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget uh, and how many different ones. Oh, um, my God. But as the Empire got older and older, it it crumbled and then one of the big like nations that broke off on the western end of it was Cheliax and they became their own state and they're a huge power in the undersea region for a long time and then they started having problems with uh, places being split up and forming their own nations as well 
I think Andor is one of the places that split off from Chelyax, if I remember correctly. You mean from Star Wars? No. <sighs> if, am I getting that on? Am I getting that right? Not Andor the. It's Andor. Andor. Andoron. Yeah. There we go. With add an A in there. Andoron. And they did it first. All right. Andor came out this year. Um, <laughs> but uh, they split off from Chelyax, uh, and then there was a big civil war in Chelyax, and the ruling house that ended up winning. One, because they made a pact with devils, basically. And so, like, devils are a prominent feature, and this worship is about devilish and hellish things. Should we just, like, read the Chelyax page on the Pathfinder wiki? We can't read every page for every place we talk Do, about. Would you like to Can read we? the page? So, there's a little bit that I really want to talk about, which is, um, Chelyax was founded as the westmost frontier perfecture of the Talden Empire in 3007 AR. It would remain a part of the Talden Empire for more than a thousand years until two years after the massive invasion of Taldor by Quadrian forces in 4079 uh, it's a, AR. It's a uh, <laughs> Oh my. Actually. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Until two years after the massive invasion of Taldor by Kadiran forces in 4079 AR, Aspects the even-tongued, the Talden governor, knew that Taldor could not fight a massive war on two fronts thousands of miles from each other, and declared independence in 4081 AR. Knowing Taldor would remain focused on its titanic struggle with Kidaria, king Aspects of the new nation of Cheliax incorporated the Talden territories of Galt, Izgir by force, and Andoran in the winged men of Devil's Perch by diplomacy. Taldor is great, but Cheliax sucks. Uh, isn't Taldane also common? Well, that's what I was getting at is like the, so Taldor is responsible for a lot of like the bases of the nations in the inner sea. Um, so when we speak, when people speak common in this part of Galarian, it's actually Taldane, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, but yes, Cheliax also has broken apart, um, into different places beyond just those also conquered places, uh, and they fell into their own civil war, and that's whenever they started worshiping demons. Or the the ruling house of Thrun uh, made contracts or pacts with devils to win the war, the civil war. And devil worship has been a or uh, order a hellish order has been established ever since. And anyway, diabolism. And that is a long aside about Chelyax. But uh, you've played in all these things you've mentioned so far. Is there anywhere mm -hmm. that you haven't played yet that you'd like to? I want to go to the shackles so bad. The shackles. Yes. Can I go next? Go ahead, Kat. I want to play an Osirion. Osirion, okay. Ooh. Ooh. You should play a, what is the... Is Mummy's Mask. Mummy's Mask in 1E. Hmm, you know why? Assyrian? Because it's like Galarian ancient Egypt, and who doesn't mm -hmm. go through a, oh my goodness, ancient Egypt is the coolest thing ever I, in like middle school phase. I think that Paizo actually has like official content for Egyptian deities. They do. Oh, they do. They very much do. It, it just seems like a really cool region with the past and all, and I mean, even the more future-y stuff. I had to go Google a whole bunch of things because I know the least Galarian lore out of anybody here. Uh, Osirian, is, uh, every nation in a campaign setting uh, typically has some sort of real life analog. Maybe not everyone, but like it's very common. And out of all the ones in Galarian, Osirian is like... I thought it was just Osiria. It is Osirian. Mm -hmm. huh. Yeah, it is Osirian. Um, uh, it's like O-N is how it's spelled. 
Uh, but yeah, it is basically we are a, we are the a Egypt analog. Hello, <laughs> there are the pyramids. There are the Sphinx. <laughs> yeah, but I love it for that. It's unapologetically this is our analog in yeah. our the fantasy world. Seth, I think in Galarian Seth? lore, yeah, it set. It's both. Oh. I think in Galarian lore, it's like one of the older human yep. nations as yeah. well. So it's uh, the first one. Well, I think it's the first one in the inner sea. I can't remember. Because basically, if you go even first further one, back. Oldest nation in the inner sea. There it is. Because if you go further back, there is, um oh, what is the name of the continent that broke up because of the big fuck huge meteor? Aslan. 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 Because there were the Aslanti, and they were like with Starfall, and then they yeah, got the Starfall. They got too smart for their own britches, and Cthulhu said, "Fuck you guys." It wasn't Cthulhu. It was okay. It's great value. I'm we're shit posting the history of Galarian here, but great value. Cthulhu, who lives under the ocean, said, "Screw you guys." Gosh, and a fuck huge god rock fell down and busted up the continent. Yeah, was it the Watchers? Is that what they called uh, them? Bullets. No, no, no. That's it's, what they actually are. But what do they call them? Oh, it, the I forget. Oh, Some dumb. All, so much. It's all more. about ruins of Aslan. It's uh -huh. the adventure path. You find all this stuff that, out in. This is one you played, I believe. That, yes, that's where I was. Uh, my pink mermaid. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's the one GCP is no longer playing. Oh yeah, they, yeah. they put that one on hiatus. That made me very sad. That it was did. a good one. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's uh, Aslan, which is all busted up now. The rock also kind of broke up the continents that now make up the inter inner sea when we said lost coast for sandpoint like it is the lost coast because the coast that was there was broken up by the uh absolutely beshattered by the aforementioned fuck huge meteor with mm -hmm. a god rock in it uh and the god rock now lives in Absalom, the New York City of the inner sea region. Uh -huh. yeah. And if you touch it, you become a god. But yeah. doing that is really hard. If you get drunk enough and you really want to bang Callistria. Hey, it's Caden Kalian's It's Caden Kalian's supposed backstory. You really wanted to mm. bang Callistria, another god. And so he got drunk and went to take the test of the Starstone. And, and came out, and a, came out a, a god. god. I love Pathfinder lore. Mm. If all of you are confused listening to this, Good. Go look it up. Uh, the Pathfinder wiki has a bunch of 1E lore that you can look up, which is awesome. Uh, and then there's the campaign setting books from 1E and 2E. Lost Omens, I think is what they're called in 2E. But yeah, Osirian, good pick, good pick. We should run some Mummy's Mask one day. That would be so fun. Well, speaking of Cheliax and the Shackles. <laughs> oh, about to say, there's a lot of places that we've played that I've really enjoyed. Ariston's fantastic cause fantasy yes. vibe. Uh, and one day I want to play in the area that uh, Strange Aeons takes place in, but that's mostly because I want Ustalav. to play Strange Aeons. <laughs> the evil place. The evil place. One of them. <laughs> but for until we started the podcast, uh, the intent was for me to run our players through Skull and Shackles, oh, the sixth book adventure yeah. path. So I've done a lot of research. It, it, the pirate adventure. Yeah. The uh, pirate And adventure. the Shackles is the pirate nation. Uh -huh. because Let me tell you a little bit about the Shackles. Let's go. <laughs> Hit me with that lore. Uh, this is a lot of vague stuff. Some of it may end up, even be, end up being a little incorrect, but please don't look up stuff about the shackles, my friends here, uh, because too late. if you look up 2 wee stuff, you actually could get spoilers for the adventure path. Just saying. Uh, but uh, Cheliac started a colony in an area near a bunch of islands. 
And then pirates came to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And the pirates stole a bunch of stuff. Uh, As they do. When... And then, uh, oh, was it Pathfinder kind of starts a few hundred years after the death of a god called Aridin. Yeah. And yeah. when he died, I believe is when something called the Eye of Abendego appeared just to the north of the Shackles, which kept any fleets or even a lot of ships from getting to this area in general. It's a giant hurricane. miles long hurricane that I believe also has like a ridiculously huge whirlpool in it and stuff like that. Super dangerous, super bad. But because of that, uh, Cheliacs could no longer get to their settlement uh, with a large fleet and Mm -hmm. they could no longer get to the shackles where the pirates just started to reign and take over. So this is a nation of pirates governed by the free captains, a council of pirate lords uh, headed by Kendrick Bonefist, the hurricane king, <laughs> mm. this, this sounds awesome. It's Listen awesome. Let me tell that. you about some of the. They worship Callistra, goddess of revenge and lust. And lust. God, K- I love her. Caden Callian, god of drunk. Okay. Gozra, Did god of nature. That makes sense it's, being it's, that it's close. Revelry too. It's Revel- not just oh, okay, being it's drunk. drunk. Uh, Norgaber, oh, god of secrets. <laughs> Phrasma, goddess god. of you know balance of life and death. There's a lot of undead there. And then my personal favorite. Besmara, goddess oh, of pirates. Yes. Uh, oh. God, who was that? Who was that sharky god? Oh. I cannot remember her name. I can't either. Uh, but yes, Besmara, just straight up pirate uh, uh, goddess of pirates and sea monsters specifically. Uh. Mother of sea monsters. <laughs> just a bunch of cool stuff. They are, the pirates are there. You could either be a pirate that's for the pirates, a pirate that's against the pirates. You do whatever the hell you want. You and are a pirate. And, and, and um, just to add a little bit more personality to it, the settlement that Cheliax used to have reneged from Cheliax and they hire the pirates to keep their settlement safe from fleets that attack. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, uh, I love, I love pirates. So I have found it. It's, and I didn't even realize this at first. It's a palindrome. That's the front and backward yeah, one, yeah. right? Yes. It's Ovanovo. Oh, O V O N O V O. Cruel Ovanovo. A demon Lord is a ship sized shark. That is able to take human form. Ho, 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 ho. While in human form, Ovanova delights in getting aboard ships only to run them aground so she can feast first on the panic and fear of sinking sailors and then on the flesh of dying sailors in shark form as she returns to the sea. Dang. Oh. That oh. shit rocks. That dark. But yes, the shackles has a has a warm place in my heart simply because I really want to play the adventure path where you get to be pirates. Yeah. <laughs> that, I'll see other places that, where have we been? We've been to Sandpoint, Erison. That's about it. You've been to a little bit of Eurasia. You've been to a decent bit of Erison. Uh, and now a lot of uh, Alkenstar. I'd enjoy playing a game in Osirian as well. That'd be yeah. fun. I tell you what though, an intriguing place if we were to ever play yeah. Oh, I love that uh, one. Wrath of Righteous. Oh. Wrath of the Righteous, where you yeah. go to the World Wound, a scar in the earth that pours out demons. Oh. Uh-huh. 
It's also a mythic adventure path, yep. which is its own little yep. thing. So, I'm, uh, mm, uh, mm, I'm looking at my favorite mm. map of Galarian, which is the uh, 1D4 oh, Chan map. Yes. The shitposting map. Uh, the Everywhere <laughs> that is uh, labeled with pirates, it says pirates and more fucking pirates. Uh, Urison has just got a label witches. <laughs> yeah, that's and about right. Where we're playing right now, uh, Nex is labeled wizards. And then in between Nex and Geb, steampunk land. Yeah. And then Geb, <gasps> also wizards. <laughs> well, that's, that's I not have to find. quite accurate. Absalom, you know, because it's, it's on the island of Kortos in the middle of the inner sea. It just says the God Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. The uh, the genie filled land to the eat on an island east of Alkenstar mm-hmm. or the Menoes, Arabian Nights on crack. Yeah, and over Assyrian and Kadira, it just says Arabian Nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found this. Oh, is not use Chelyax? Yep. Oh, okay. my God. I don't think we can say that. Why? Uh, but my favorite, one of my favorite things on here, it says, uh, in, over the world one because this is a one e map it says mm-hmm. demons and shit and to the left of it it says fucked <laughs> to the right of it says really fucked <laughs> this map is so great Derek what 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 um what book could our uh, listeners look at if they wanted uh, knowledge on a little bit of every place from Galarian there's a one e book that's really good on that well if you want the one e book which is really good overview of everything it's the inner sea world guide. It's like an actual hardcover 300-page book. Uh, if you want 2E specifically, you'll spoil some 1E adventure paths, yeah. which is fine if you've never played them or never going to. And that would be the Lost Omens World Guide. And that's a smaller book and a little bit more high level. Uh, but they're both good. The 1E book is my favorite because it really gives you a lot of detail. But if you don't play <gasps> 1E, it might not be useful. Oh, no. I take it all back. I take it all back. Yeah. There is a place that I am fascinated with. I think it may have even been at the end of an adventure path for 2E, the Paradise Island led by the Gold Dragon. Yes. Because oh, yeah. I, I want to know what's going on there. Yes. Like, it's a utopia that you can, I believe, you can only live on if you're invited. Yeah. They have to consider you like a perfect person. It is led by a huge, like, gigantic golden dragon if you'll refer to the map from 1d 4chan even if it still exists that is the one called weirdos that's what i thought <laughs> uh, and uh, i just cause it every weirdos. time first edition books talked about like yeah this place is perfect as far as anyone knows yeah. and i'm like i want to know <laughs> i want to know uh, and then there's also in here uh, so another fun bit about galarian lore is the elves uh, are actually I love this. Uh, so they're not Fey in uh, Pathfinder, which setting. is dumb. No, it's wonderful. It's, no, it's so it's cool. Dumb. Be different. It's Be strong. Dumb. Elves it's are aliens from Castravel. They came to Galarian uh, from in the planet Castravel through like their portals. And when Starstone fell and all the bad times happened, they just fucked right off. And they left. Yeah. And the people who stayed Except behind for the drow. went underground and became the drow. And then they mm-hmm. came back and realized that shit was fucked. And now they live in a tiny part of the undersea called Kionan, which is their like elf kingdom, uh, which is helpfully labeled on oh, the 1D4. Pointy-eared tree huggers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was like, oh, that's what they're referring to. I elves. swear, I thought you were about to say they lived in the area that says nobody cares. <laughs> uh. Uh, nope. Oh, man. I love this map. What and, is oh, nobody cares? Nobody cares. Uh, oh, that's the steaming sea. There's not a lot happens. I think that's where the Mordant Spire elves are. Uh I care. 
I think the Mordenspire elves are big jackasses, and if, that's great. If we're still yeah. referring to this map, which I'm not going to post in the video because it has things that YouTube may, you know, hit the video for on it. Uh, there's one land I thought uh, it's called Numeria, which is like where a spaceship, an oh. actual spaceship. Oh. I thought is Jacob was going to be that. Doom Talk about that one. one? That uh, no, no, that's a different place because that um, that's supposed to be an exception there. Whereas in Numeria, that's the rule. That is what made Numeria special, uh, which is labeled here: Conan versus Magic Robots I don't from Space. No, that one. Is. <laughs> uh, Eastern Isgear. Oh, it's in Isgear. Okay, yeah, that's not the same. I believe that is in a a vassal state of Chiliax. Yeah, which is labeled under more nominees. <laughs> but there's so much here i know i'm not gonna leave that in the last one i'll i'll leave in here uh that i like to get to is belkson uh because another (gasps) bit of galarian lore is that dwarves didn't used to live on the surface they came from underground and when they came up uh they had like the quest for sky from their god torag which is a huge part of like dwarf lore and everything yeah and on the way up they pushed out the orcs that were their enemy underground and so the orcs like came out the surface and then the dwarves came up and they built their sky citadels and mm-hmm. orcs mostly gather in a place called Belkson, which is where a lot of giant slayer starts out in, yeah. which is what glass cannons main show played, uh, it, which is labeled on this map as green, green is, is the, the best. best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could talk about this literally all day. Listen, one of our commenters called for more lore. There's more lore. You're welcome. Yeah. Here's your lore. Although we started out with like real lore and then quickly, Mm-hmm. Uh, went to a uh, shit post territory. Good enough. Listen, I was able when I looked at this map, I was able to call out specific country names, even though I never knew where they were on Ugh. this map. It's accurate, accurate enough. Yeah, yeah. If you look up, I believe what I found was a one d four chan Galarian map. You'll find it. Yeah, I don't think one d four chan exists in its original form anymore, but it had a great just shit posty article about Galarian being a kitchen sink adventure path or adventure mm-hmm. setting, which I really like. Uh, well, yeah, maybe shockingly enough, the world is a kitchen sink too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe one day we'll get to explore a lot more places in Galarian, like cavemen and Vikings, Let or me, perhaps demons and shit. Cavemen, that's where Yura oh, is from, right? Oh, me, bunga bunga land. Oh, <laughs> Let me mention uh, one more place that's not on Galarian that I think oh. is really cool. Triaxis. Oh. Oh, that's a good that's one. That's also cool. What were you going to say? The undead like planet. But no, tri- uh, I knew you no. were going the to say The thing is, tri-axis. we haven't interacted with that I know, one. I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, man. Oh, man. Good. Another one book, Distant Worlds, the campaign setting, mm. which is the uh, solar system for like Galarian and all the other planets. Freaking awesome. I've got two words. Poet whales. Oh, well, I got two words. Sun Casino. Centuries before. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll do it. I'll now, do ladies. It. <laughs> Centuries before the Star Stone was raised. Hey, we talked about that. Hey. The Wizard Kings, Nex and Geb, warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable magic wasteland. From the glowing ashes of the mana wastes arose Alkenstar, the city of smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clockwork wonders. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. odds. On its streets, life in <laughs> Alkenstar is a nonstop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here that a desperate group Hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. 
I have a question. Bang, 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 bang. I was thinking about switching die for book two. I've been rolling the red die, and this, you know, I love carving new notches in it, but I've been thinking <laughs> about switching die. Is this a worse die? I don't know. It's another one. You should roll it if it's worse, switch. Natural 15. Oh, get rid of it. Ew. Ew. And the Are red one rolled a natural one. Oh, stick with the one. <laughs> so stick with the red You're one. Stick with the mm-hmm. die that killed my precious Alonzo. Yes. We need to well, carve no. a notch into Are we it. not kidding? The die that killed Alonzo was every one of my D20s. We need to carve <laughs> Let's be realistic. Like a nice big circular notch on the opposite I, of the die from the 20. I need to uh, I need to dip this in some fresh Alonzo. Uh, oh, there we go. Kept that around. Yeah, there we go. Dip it in some Alonzo blood. Don't get sticky. It's Coke. <laughs> uh, who will we kill next? No one. We live forever. Well, are y'all ready to start a new book? No. With a new character? With a new character. Wait, what's that? I thought we were done. <laughs> done for good? Yeah. That's it. Oh Goodbye. My God. Goodbye. No, no, we got another book to do, and I'm actually really excited about this one. Um, You've been talking it up. No, no specifics. Just like, who's going to like this? Yeah, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very excited about it. I think there's going to be some fun things, uh, some fun things stored inside. Uh, but before we start today, uh, there's something I wanted to read for you guys. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, yeah, I have a little something here. Before we get into the uh, the adventure here, uh, I want to read this: an observed mage called upon in desperate times to practice dangerous arts in defense of the clan. A sanctioned healer, trusted to tend to the dying and draw them from Phrasma's grasp. To be a sanctioned observer, the sharp, slicing claw of death and the soft, cradling paw of life is a rare title to the Askadaki clans that roam the mana wastes. The hands of a sanctioned observer become a clan's cherished treasure, a clan's utilized asset, a clan's property, forfeit of the mage. Should the community's hands fail, should they rend life without cause? Should they not tend as demanded? They should be rend of the mage who misused them to prevent further harm. Upholding normalcy in abominable lands. Leader Laram the Tempered. And I wanted to thank Drow for giving me that little bit. Are you going to rip off your hands? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to replace them with something? Yeah. Okay. When we last left... Draw! Our, uh... <laughs> When we last left our band of outlaws, uh, there was a new <gasps> member. We're outlaws now. You've always been outlaws. I usually don't you say band of degenerates? Misfits. Uh, same thing. We've upgraded. Uh, you had... Whenever these player characters. You had recently <laughs> lost a dear, dear companion. He was a human. Yeah. Fucking God, you guys. <laughs> you had lost your good buddy, Alonzo, there from the beginning. Uh, you took basically all of last episode to shove his body in a bag of holding, uh, burn it, kill Shoma, and then oh, take yeah. it to his fiance. Uh, <laughs> here's so that, his body. Here's his body. <laughs> burn it, please. Uh, but no, you you dealt with the remains of Alonzo. Uh, last episode, uh, we talked about it afterwards, was probably the hardest episode effort-wise yeah. we've ever recorded. Not for me. Oh, yeah. You had ah. a great time. You were just sitting on the couch in the other room, just hanging out, eating candy. Yeah, but it was it was work to record that. It was episode. emotionally rough to sit mm-hmm. there. Yeah, we had to be sad. It yeah. was it was hard. I did all my work before it. So this episode, I guess we're cutting loose. Uh, but you burnt Alonzo's body. Uh, you had a funeral, a uh, very heartfelt uh, funeral, uh, and now you have a new party member. Uh, his 
his beloved Eglinor. Eleanor, his beloved, um, our beloved Eleanor Not joined yet. you to get revenge on the one who caused Alonzo to be outlawed in the first place. There yep. It's actually kind of funny when you think about it. Typically, someone would join you to kill the person who killed their beloved. But we already did that. We already did. She so had to shift that blame further back to the one who got him outlawed. Well, yeah. I think that that's fair, no, it's though. Reasonable. Yeah, it's reasonable. It's very fair, yeah. He would especially, never have been on the mission otherwise. Especially for somebody who is very much so grieving. Yeah. 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 Putting blame not on us is great. Hot dog, you're right. <laughs> yes. Scott free. Uh, it's like Eleanor was sitting at the funeral taking notes. How sad do they seem? <laughs> do they let this happen? Uh, but you gave Alonzo a great funeral, and now you've had some downtime uh, to kind of sort through the things you need to do while uh, Dunsmith is looking into this recreation of Pyronite and seeing what the deal is with it. And also looking into it who the fuck leaked that redacted uh, whisper? Right, right. Um, oh, the oh, 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 yes, the yes, The whisper yes. sheet, yeah. Uh, but you have some downtime, and uh, we don't have to get into the weeds of every single thing you're doing, um, but are there some uh, either mechanical or even non-mechanical things your characters would do in this downtime you have? Speaking of mechanical, Zakir's going to take off their hands in a ritual that has maybe happened to them in the past. Could they have metal hands? Is going to just cleave her off at the wrists. Your metal hands? <laughs> and then get them replaced. Do they remove their hands for every person that dies around them? We've got a lot of people. Hey, you can't make that hands in the air. You have to do this. Hold your stumps. <laughs> Drow did the I don't know with the hands to the side of the face. There we go. With stumps now. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to the temple to have them replaced. Because I got uh, a magic item. <gasps> they are healer's gloves. Hot dog. We were talking about this off air. And you were like, can I wear gloves with metal hands? I'm like, well, they're just... Uh, I'm just going to swap out my hands. They're just a silicon cast of like a human man's hands. I don't like that. <laughs> and you put the gloves over them. I have Do hands. Not like this. <laughs> Have you seen that gif from Adventure Time where it's just the deer and it pulls off its hooves to reveal these tiny little fingers? Oh, I hate that's that. horrible. Yes, that's what I'm envisioning, so no. Well, no. I don't think you would go, if you don't mind me interposing here, I'm not sure you would go to the temple directly uh, to get your hands replaced. Because they tattle on you. I've been there twice. They tattle on you. But that's also not something that the temple is... Like, that's not their jam uh, uh, clockwork replacement, right? Like, that's something you like. Maybe that's something people in the temple like to do. But that's not a... Um, I don't think that's a, an official capacity. I'm not looking for a sanctioned action within the church. I chopped off my hands, goddammit. <laughs> okay? I think he's saying you probably go to a back alley ripper dock. I don't yeah, want to go to a back alley ripper dock. That, I want to go to one of my friends. That's what I figured. Uh, so you Get go... a reference from that woman from the squatters. The what? The squatters. Oh, yeah, the guys that were in that place with fucking Dewey dipshit. Yeah. The, oh, the, yeah. The, the, the people... Take a recommendation business card. I don't know if you take one of her recommendations, you might end up with three wasps, a yeast ooze, and a God. cactus dipshit. Okay, listen, a cactus guy, I am a not looking to get my ass replaced. two oozes walk into a bar. <laughs> they fight the party. <laughs> Free sample. Free sample. <laughs> uh, but you, um, you go to your, your, your clockwork ripper dock and you get your hands replaced. Can you do me a favor? No. 
Uh, what is your perception bonus? <gasps> Ooh, what is my perception bonus? Plus seven. Ooh. You notice uh, they usually have like a big collection of different types of appendages for prosthetic mm-hmm. replacement. Uh, it looks like he's running lower on inventory this time. <gasps> Ooh. You, you can still get your stuff replaced as normal, but it does look like there's a, uh, a bit of a shortage of appendages. I'll give him my old hands. I don't care. Sounds like they you need a hand. Uh, oh. Interesting. Have you seen a lot of patients recently? No, it's just uh, one of my suppliers has been kind of kind of busy. I don't know. He just There's a clockwork whiz somewhere over in the Ferris Quarter. And uh, he, I, I don't know. He's been the best supplier of these different parts. And he's been uh, short, short supplying me recently. I don't know what the deal is. I'm going to give this person just the clockwork parts that I have accumulated from the bag. Oh, that's all right here. Yeah, it's all right, Saki. You don't have to, don't have to worry about me. I can find another supplier. I just, I like working with him. He's a little weird, but uh, he was a good guy. I don't know what's up with him. I am happy to supply the ascension of mortality. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, do these arms have blood on them? <laughs> uh, he's welding. He's got his like little mask over, puts your new hands on. They're bright and shiny, untarnished like the rest of your joints. Mm-hmm. Should, should I replace my forearms? Uh, do you want the upgrade package? <sighs> I don't know. I can embed a little pocket watch in there if you want. Do I look tacky? <laughs> no, you look great. Oh, what? also, I got this for you. He throws out a little uh, plush mouse. I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't think now is the time for that. When you step on it, it uh, makes the crackly noise. Oh, okay. Later. (laughs) Put put it in the bag. Mm -hmm. Plus, I know you like to play with some of these things, and uh, someone's giving it away, so I thought you'd like it. That means somebody's pet cat has died recently. (laughs) No, I think it it was a gift exchange, and someone misunderstood that someone had a dog. Ah. Yeah, so it's awkward. Well, that's good. That's that's better than a cat dying. Yeah, well. Anyway. (laughs) Well. Sorry, I know that's a little awkward, but uh, I... You you were batting with one of the wires hanging above the shop uh, one day, so I, I don't know. Anyway. It, it helps keep my mind off what's going on. Uh, uh, enjoy the hands. Uh, uh, thanks for the supplies. I'll, I'll be good, but I, I appreciate your, your donations. Uh, I'll have to clean these up, though. He's been well used. So what's this supplier's name? Oh, uh, I only know his last name. He has some sort of workshop. I don't know exactly where he ships it to me uh, from. From Ferris Quarter, uh, Kosawana, I think. Kosawana, okay. Clockwork Wiz. He used to be, uh, and you would, uh, do you have uh, Bry lore or Alkenstar lore? We do have Bry lore. Roll me some Bry lore. Um, plus six. Fifteen. Fifteen? Mm-hmm. You feel like you've heard this name before from your time at the church, but you can't place it. Kosawana. Okay. Thank you. If I am in the area, I will see what's up. I happen to have a vested interest in uh, mechanical parts, and I hold up my hands. Very good. Uh, you get your hands replaced. Does anyone else have any particular downtime activities or roleplay things, Drow? I do want to say that these mechanically count as healer's gloves, just oh, in yes, case yes, I didn't yes. clarify. Uh, yeah, we'll get, we can get into shopping in a bit as well, because we, uh, we handle some, oh, well, not some, a whole bunch of shopping yeah. off air. Chester was going to do some crafting in the seven days we have oh, downtime. Oh, here we go. 
but the rules for crafting in Tui are dumb. Are not fantastic at lower levels. <laughs> They're harsh. <laughs> I'll say it like this. Do you want to get into the weeds? I'm just going to give Do you the, want to air your grievances? I want to give the end result and I'm going to keep calm. I'm grieving. If <laughs> I were to spend the entire week crafting four bombs, four cheap little bombs, <laughs> I would save out of the 40 gold I would spend to buy them. I would end up saving, what was it? Like 2.4, yeah, 2.5. 2.4 silver. It's gold. No, no, 2.4 gold. You're right. So 24 so, silver. But crafting if, right now is just not worth it. But you found out if you were to use the downtime to uh, do the downtime activity, earn income. Yeah. You would make more than you would save by crafting. I would make more. Not a lot more, let's be honest. Cause double. Low levels is the thing, but like... I think you'd make double still. Yeah, but it's like five gold in a lot. Yeah, but... So on that note, Chester will do one of two things. I assume during this downtime, we only have downtime because Dunsmith doesn't have information for us right now. And she is trying to get information for us right now. Yeah. Chester would like to either help her, and if there is no way that he could help her, he will work. As in, okay. make money. Uh, why don't you... What would you like to do to help? I'm going to need a roll. Well, that's just it. I, what could I What could I do to help? What do you think Chester would do? What What would he look into? Uh, he could... He would look into... A lot of this seems to be alchemic... Al, al, mm, Ooh! Alchemy-based. So, like, all the bombs, the, the, uh, pyronite. Yeah. Yeah. The pyronite knockoff and all that. Mm -hmm. So he could either take his crafting and go down that route, stop by some shops, ask some questions, use his knowledge, or he could walk the streets and use his society or underground lore to, um, try and learn what's going on out there. Uh, with crafting, are you going to see if you can also get close to reverse engineering it? If that would help, but if it wouldn't help, he would see if he could follow the, the like the money, see if anyone's bought bulk of something suspicious that could be used for Pyronite. Maybe he would talk to Gattleby and find out what ingredients Gattleby used and if there's large shipments of that somewhere. All right, roll me crafting. All right, hot dog. Hot dog. 13 plus 13 is 26. Ooh. Okay, I'll call that a pretty good success. Uh, I'll say you never learned the formula from Gattleby for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, and he doesn't want you to know now, so. Uh, it was hard. It's hard uh, with the nature of Alkenstar as a city to catch any of that because there are bulk orders of things that could be used for explosives ordered all the time by different workshops, inventors, but and whatever. What he'll do is he'll find the less reputable places to get them. People who wouldn't ask questions. Yeah, and you don't really find anyone in particular uh, from what you can tell. I, I will say you do spend some time trying to just go off of what you know and see how hard it would be to reverse engineer something like uh, Pyronite. And what you can gather from your notes on Gattleby's like exhibition uh, and everything else is that it is would be extremely difficult. Like the fact that it's been done within what a week or two uh -huh. is extraordinary. That means someone's really smart and has a lot of money to put behind it, or they found it somehow. 
something's like there's some weirdness with how it happened either someone is incredibly talented or yeah a lot of money they someone found it or something else that just somebody divined it i bet it's this kawasaki guy just saying magic. i forget the name magic. i'm so sorry someone uh cast a spell to summon pyronite <laughs> it cheated the system that's uh, that's literally what shoma tried to do i mean really kasawana kasawana um that's what you can uh determine uh i'll say this much in your perusal of stuff you can tell that some clockwork workshop in ferris quarter ah. hey, hey has been ordering uh explosive components but they already ordered it uh in the past but the the quantity did jump in the past two weeks i was right if i but was right the thing is the only thing that reason that's interesting is because if you have this conversation with Psykir, um, other places that have crafting capacity have also been ordering more explosives. Seems like ever since the news that briefly got out of someone um, reverse engineering it, the code, yeah. everyone else is trying to crack the code too. Well, who did it first? But from uh, what you gather, no one else should have been able to. Gallaby, I thought that you were smarter than that. What the fuck happened? Ah, you know, whenever someone's seen the wheel invented, it's a whole lot easier to reinvent it. Have you ever, just as a side note for the audience, have you talked about the political situation of Nex and Geb right now, like at this moment on the podcast before? We talked about it, well, about, maybe not right now, but... Uh, about the things that are causing both of them to start to rile back up? Yeah, we, uh, we mentioned it briefly in Lost Omens when we were talking about that in a banter segment. Okay. Um, but that's also not new to this adventure path. That's also kind of a thing that's just continuously coming and going. Well, I meant like the 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 rumors that Nex is back and Geb actually starting to pay more attention to stuff. Excuse me? Yeah, there's rumors. Exactly. And that both sides have become more active than they have in the past. And that is, of course, making people Bad. of Alkenstar get worried, which is yeah. why the Pyronite is becoming such a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, that's the that's a war starter. Exactly. Well, that's exactly uh, what Dunsmith has talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah, like, yeah. Because basically, someone like Muglin wants to get the formula and start making a bunch of money selling it to one of the sides. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a workshop that's ordering more explosive materials. Mm-hmm. That's all I can really find out. Yeah. Well, then can I work? Well, there's not just one. There's more workshops than normal ordering more explosive materials, but. The one you find, it's like a clockwork workshop that seems to be ordering more than normal, and that lines up with what Psykeia heard about. Okay. That's why it stands out to you. And then Chester's trying to make any money. Yeah, roll for, uh, let's say, four days of income. So here's what you, what job am I doing, and what is the DC for it? Uh, You're a prostitute. (laughs) You have to tell me the task level and what the DC is. What would you like to do? What do you think Chester would like to uh, do? Honestly, Chester would, uh, he would fall back on his um, crafting. Okay. And he would probably just make some stuff to sell to people. Simple, minor elixirs of health or something like that. Or he would try to put a couple of his investigative skills to use and uh, start doing light detective work just, you know, for hire under a different name, of course. I don't think you could do enough detective work in a week. Okay. 
but, catch, uh, if catch you want, a couple of cheating husbands and whatnot. Yeah, that is exactly what I was thinking. You know, it's like, oh God, you're that guy that's going to be like, oh yeah, I hired a private eye to make sure that I could follow my husband to his his tennis <laughs> practice where he meets up with his mistress. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, crafting is probably the more practical one. My wife's cheating with the lacrosse coach. For and the, uh, here's how here's how uh, uh, it was the spin earn, instructor earn income is done. Uh, you find out your job, you find out the DC of it, and you roll on it. If I succeed, I take my uh, proficiency level of the task and the task level itself. I use those to figure out how much money I make per day that I work. And if I critical, I can make a little bit more. Ew. I'll say level one task. Level one. Yeah, because if you're going to make healing elixirs, those are level one items. Well, then I can make something else. Okay. I was looking at least for something on my level, hopefully. But you can't make anything over level two. Derek, if I do a level one task, an expert, I'm going to make two silver pieces a day. Oh, my God. But you also have a chance to critically succeed. And make three silver pieces a day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whereas if I'm fourth... Well, you're if, not a full alchemist, so you can only make level two bombs, right? But I have a really high crafting skill. But you can only make level two bombs. I can make, really, I can make up to level four bombs. Oh? Yeah. It's just I can't use my special alchemist abilities to make them every uh, morning. But I can craft up to level four. Do you four. have formula for level four bombs? Absolutely. I have... All right, Mr. Black Market. Uh, well, I have level four items. All right, Mr. Mr. Weapons Dealer, roll task level four then. Hot dog, what's Chester. the DC? 19. Out All right. going to be selling counterfeit night. No, he sells legitimate stuff. What are this you going is to be selling? Hulk. Are you going to sell Lyserium? <laughs> well, let me... Uh, Please tell me you're Jacob going to made sell Lazarus. excited face real quick. I'm pretty sure I critical. I haven't done the math yet. Uh, I'm going to make Arf? Dark Vision Elixir Moderate. Ooh. Cool. All right. So what'd you get? I rolled an 18 on the die plus 13 is 31. Yeah, that's a critical I success. Do, you said I do this for four days? Yeah. So if I look at task level five, because when I critical, you increase the task level by one. Uh, and I look at my proficiency, I get one gold piece a day. There you mm, go. I get, delicious. Was it four days? Yeah. Four gold pieces. Yay. Yay. Chester's out there making that cash money. So much right. money. So much. Four gold pieces. Can't even buy a bomb for that much. <laughs> he is very salty. I just Chester is angry just, at inflation. I like downtime. I just wish there was some more useful things I could do. But hey, I got three gold pieces and added to the eleven that I have now. Four gold pieces. That's more than I had. Cat, uh, <laughs> I know you're you've got a brand new Ferrari character driven into the show with all the things taken care of. But is there anything uh, Eleanor would like to do during downtime besides cry? I was like, Eleanor probably is like, you find her at the, uh, at the barrel and bullet. She's probably like puffy eyed in the mornings or such. But, uh, I imagine that she would spend some time catching up on everything with, um, Saikir and Chester if they're not too busy and probably talking with Phoebe because, you know, Phoebe and her have to feel each other out type thing. I can just imagine it now. Hey, I'm going to chop off my hands. Do you want to come with me? Say what? 
Oh, that's just Sack here, you know. <laughs> that's just Sack here. Who else the, like the sanctioned here? the observer looks you know, at Eleanor. You never Eleanor know. picks up a piece of paper that she's got like notes from Al that she found <laughs> in the box that he told her to find. It's like on everybody. It's like, oh yeah. I do not consent to ascension. (laughs) (laughs) Alonzo might be alive if he had. That's cruel. Don't you say that. You know he was dead. You can't do nothing about it. But yeah, you never know. (laughs) You never know what Sykir's going to do. Look at this. And he'll wave the whip down the hallway some. Now is not the time. And he does it some more. I got a crinkly mouse. And then he'll pull it around the corner to where they just can't see it. <laughs> you hear Sakir just running down the hall. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Well, after a week of things kind of slowing down um, and your character is taking time to do things and also process all this, um, I imagine the unspoken downtime activity that everyone takes is uh, grieving. <laughs> just a little bit of crying. A little bit of crying. Staring at the wall for uh, hours on end. It's but, like you're handling this in a very special way. Yeah. Cutting off their hands. Mm-hmm. Cutting off their hands is definitely qualifies as special. Um, it's tradition. It, and a of, tradition. Ah, of course, <laughs> Chester also cuts sits, off his in, hands. sits in his room. Chester cuts off his hands? Glaring at his investigative board, trying to see something. Chester buys more red yarn. Yes! <laughs> oh, you know he does. Red yarn businesses are out right now. His room is full of this nonsense. <laughs> His bed's a little caught in the corner. Fucking I imagine knock, knock, knock. Three-dimensional are you, board? Are you are you following a lead, or can I come in? You come in! I imagine at one point in time, Eleanor, uh, if you don't mind me potentially setting a scene, you're trying to get caught up on the investigation with Chester, and you're just sitting on, like, a chair. Pepe Sylvia. In the room, and Chester's, like, spread out with the thing, <laughs> pointing at the different stuff. You see, Muglin has a bank over there, and we robbed that bank, and while robbing that bank, we met, uh, we met, what was the couple? Gomak. Oh, Gomak. We met Gomak, the true hero of this story. You see, Gomak was a cool goblin. We killed a kobold. Jeez. And then we took the money from the bank to wait, put wait. towards it. You didn't kill I- it. I just checked my notes. Was that a canole? Yes. Was that your wife? His no, it wasn't my wife. He was married to them. You see, Muglin's important because <laughs> he still has her whip, Muglin actually. hires Loveless. Loveless is his enforcer, and it was just like pointing across the room. He's at the board. He's got he's got yarn tripped all over. He's him. got like yarn reaching to different like their Sykir's face pointing at Muglin. Gets caught and on there's, please and don't tell down. me there's a there's, there's a Sharpie Alonzo, X on Alonzo, Alonzo now. There's an Alonzo face looking at Loveless. He hasn't touched. <laughs> He's got his own face up there looking at Muglin. He's now got yours there, but your picture has a yarn connecting to Alonzo, which connects to Loveless. (laughs) Then Loveless is connected to the shield marshals. The shield marshals connect to the gangs. (laughs) And it all comes back to Pyronite somehow. (laughs) Or Lyserium. Or Lyserium. No, Pyronite. Lyserium was a failure. Lyserium was somebody's attempt. Yes. Well, at least we have one person to write off as to who did it. This is my conspiracy board. It <laughs> takes up my room. <laughs> this is where I come to investigate. This I is can't where be I in pursue. Here too long. I'm going to start swatting. This I need is to where leave. I pursue a lead. <laughs> no, it's like here. Don't swat in the yard. Get out of here, Sykir. Like, get, get spray bottles. Just, <laughs> just, just you're talking like here, to Eleanor to and you hear the, the yarn. <laughs> get out of here. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't spray the hands. They'll rust. <laughs> get on, get. Shut the room. You should have an oil sprayer. Uh, also, if you ever let Sakir into my room, they have to put on soft paws, okay? We learned this the hard way. Eleanor was like, one time. I have a lot to catch up on. Yeah, you do. All right. Well, after this crazy week passes, uh, Dunsmith summons all of you to the uh, your favorite hidden room. Captain. You have to lead Eleanor there. She doesn't know where uh, it is She yet. knows. It. She'd have been there by now. Maybe yeah. that's where she had her conferences with Phoebe where yeah. they, you know. Yeah, where else would you speak to Dunsmith? Chester doesn't even do the ceremony of, like, the code word to get the thing. He just goes in. He just, just walks in. <laughs> I just um, think that we work there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, that would make a great cover, just pretending that we're people who work in the back. Yeah, just, listen, confidence will get you everywhere, and yeah. no one will suspect you. you. Just, <laughs> Jacob, not Jacob. It's just actually Jacob. No, uh, Chester wears a uh, barrel and bullet apron with like a spatula in it, and he walks around the bar. <laughs> Hey, there's something wrong with my bur- I don't I don't know what to do about that. Yeah, I don't do it. Listen, I haven't pursued a lead on a burger, so <laughs> I can't really get the bonuses for it. You're kind of on your own here. Uh, well, Dunsmith sits you all down, uh, and she says, Well, I have, a, I have another problem that needs solving. I, th- I think it's right up your alley. It pays well, and it'll get you even closer to your score, to uh, settling your score with your old friends Ambrose Muglin and uh, Deputy Angelique Loveless. Well, that's what I, I forgot hear. his name was Ambrose. Yeah, it's a dumb name. Ambrosia Muglin. I am not bros with him. No, uh, we're not no. friends. No, no, I'm gonna kill him. Acquaintances at best. Well, Violent acquaintances. Like I keep saying here, like would Eleanor call her a five letter B word? <laughs> I take that as an honor, Brooke. Oh, you're talking about Loveless. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know why you call Phoebe a bitch, but... No! No, no, no. But loveless. I hate you, Phoebe. <laughs> you killed my man. Boots. Uh, but no, she says, last night, uh, we got reports of a flying clockwork monster spotted over Hammer Street in the Ferris Quarter. Hold on. Excuse a me? A clockwork machine or a clockwork monster? TBD. Okay. It flew over the Estrade due east before leaving the city entirely. Uh, and she points at the general area on the map. One of the sentries at Alcantar Castle got a good look at it and said it was a clockwork cat with big bronze wings. Here? And someone riding it like a steed. What? <laughs> and how exactly? I do not this? have anything to do with this. All right. I work with steel, not bronze. Uh, and uh, how does this relate to Muglin? Well, see... All right, I'm getting there. Or Loveless. We, we checked with the Temple of Bri, you know, uh, you know, uh, Goddess of Clockworks and all that, because they keep a pretty tight rein on which clockworks uh, get made in Alkenstar. This is a whole, like, registry thing because of stuff. Uh, That's it, why I visit a Ripper Duck. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> but even some of your parts come off of registered clockwork beings, right? I'm pretty sure my right pinky was. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, it turns out no one's filed paperwork for any sort of clockwork cats. Uh, not even you, although you're a special case. Uh, according to the brides, there's, <laughs> there's just one obvious suspect. Uh, and she slides a charcoal sketch across the table. Uh, it shows a gaunt-faced man with a bushy, like, bushy hair, thin lips, and a broad nose, and an intense stare. That'll be... No, it's not Gattleby. Uh, this is a uh, Oloman Kosawana. Oh, hey, oh. he's been coming up a lot. 
one of the church's former primary cogs. That's the, uh, you know, Psyche, it's the second highest rank one can attain within the bride priesthood. A real whiz with clockworks, apparently. Plus, anything he, anything else he sets his mind to, really. He's curious to a fault, you might say, and he was booted from the church a while ago. Huh, for breaking... What kind of loser gets booted out of the church of Bry? Well, it might sound familiar, but he was uh, booted from the church a while ago uh, <laughs> for breaking protocol and promoting heretical conspiracy theories. Oh, this is sounding more, more like Warhammer every time who, we play. Who would, who, would, who would talk about heretical conspiracy theories in the church of Brian and get booted? <laughs> the last time anyone ever saw, saw him in public was at our friend Vashon Gadaby's Pyronite demonstration. Uh, wait, the last time he was seen? In public, yeah. Do uh, so you know what that applies? Uh, not Kos- really. I was there, too. Well, here's the thing I'm getting to. Oh. Kosawana kept a, pr- a low profile till recently, uh, doing his own things in his workshop in Ferris Quarter. Uh, but we got a few complaints from his neighbors of loud booms oh. coming from the workshop, but nothing serious. Well, the St. Mike Century saw that flying clockwork cat. One of Kosawana's neighbors saw he saw the old man fleeing the premises and some gun-toting goons in pursuit. Oh. This is just got to be rehashed. And it sounds like one of the local gangs broke into the place and our man hightailed it out of there. Now, he's here's where things get interesting. One of the robbers matches the description of our old friend Ambrose Mugland to a T. Wait, with the gang? Mm-hmm. Oh. She claps her hands behind her back and turns around uh, to so study. So you're thinking that this is an ally? I'm thinking that, you know, we've heard there's been rumors someone's been able to reverse engineer this formula. If Mugland's after this guy and his neighbors have heard booms, that means he's probably suspect number one. I don't know how Mugland got to him first. But uh, you might want to dig into this. Yeah, maybe it's a coincidence that Muglin, who failed to capture Gadably, leads a gang of toughs to grab this Kosawana guy, you know, however many nights later. But I don't believe co- in coincidence, so I would want you to check it out. And she drops a little cloth sack on the table. Uh, it lands with a nice clink. Go search Kosawana's workshop. Talk to his neighbors and the priests at the Temple of Briah. Uh, they'll, they'll have his address so you can get to his house. Um, and when, while you're at the temple, maybe see about looking into whatever heretical poppycock got Kosawana in hot water so that, for the brides. That's, that, that, let's, not, let's not use the poppycock word so lightly. Well, his might be poppycock. Well, I don't know nothing about all this, but it meant something to him. To me, it's all, you know, gear gibberish. Um, <laughs> Did, I forgive you. <laughs> like, to, like, psych here, just like, tick, twitch. <laughs> Listen, you hear like a spring fly out. I don't understand. I ain't judging. I just don't understand none of it. Uh, but look whatever got him in hot water with the brides, and maybe it could give us some clues about where he went. Uh, at any rate, the uh, Duchess wants you to find him before Muglin does, as you can imagine. So uh, ensure his safety whenever you do find him and find out what he knows. If he actually managed to figure out this power knife formula, bring him in so we can keep him safe as well. So once again, last night, his house was attacked by a gang. Was it last night? Yes. And it seems as though Muglin was with this gang. Yes. Okay. We need to talk to his neighbors and talk to the people at the temple that may have known him from before he was kicked out of the temple. Yes. And what's in the bag? Money. How much money? Cash. Uh, it is uh, nice. 200 gold pieces. To split amongst us? Yeah. A down payment? Yeah. 
Why are you so salty again, Jacob? Because if I had known we were going to be getting more gold, I would have waited and bought something I wanted. That's okay. I'm happy with what oh I got. Uh, 200 divided by three is... Do you want to do one f- 50 each and then... Um, oh, party pool. Party pool for yeah, the other 50. Yeah, sounds reasonable. Actually, on that note, before we get into this, uh, do you want to go... Did we talk about what you guys got with your shopping spree? Oh, we can. Sure. Why not? Chester bought a couple of bombs and a thing to increase his thievery because now he is... He's the replacement for Alonzo when it comes what's, to thievery. What's the name of the item? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Come on. Oh, we'll, we'll use it later. Oh, come on, Lars. It's, it's okay. Little, I would like little, to add a cliff it's a note here. magic item. It's that a little fun Jacob one. deliberated over what to spend his money on for hours. Yes. At plural. least two, if not three. Don't want to pick some. I also, we also transferred a lot of runes. So now I have a plus one striking musket. <laughs> That's pretty Beautiful. fun. It's like here, you get anything fun? I got the new hands, which function as healer's gloves. I also got some armor because I was completely unarmored this entire time. Yeah. Yeah. That's and why I kept handing dumb. you the Drakenheart mutagens. Yeah. yeah. What's your AC now? One higher. C19? Yeah. 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 19, baby. Mm-hmm. What's your AC at, Chester? 18. Oh, sucks. Until huh. I drink a Drakenheart mutagen. Hey, uh, Eleanor, do you want to give the viewers a peek behind the screen? What's your AC at? <gasps> 21. Beautiful. Oh, baby. Cool. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Dunsmith hands you this money. Uh, what do you guys do? We run off with the cash. Just run away. Leave <laughs> out the star. Uh-huh. Go to Chester's mom's place. Hey, farm safe. You can do whatever the hell you want out there. Ain't no one going to ask no questions. Just go back in. There's nothing but dust. I'll kill whoever did this. How many a of your fathers s- died? A little signs there. Muglin was here. <laughs> Muglin. Oh, back before, to the city. Before we get too deep in it, I should note that she has Alonzo's hat of disguise and his bracelet of dashing. Mm. Beautiful. Alonzo. It's a dashing bracelet. How, uh, I did not ask this, and this is an important question, but... How much money did Alonzo have on himself? Oh my god. Oh my god. Listen, oh my god. I'm sorry. How dare you know just as well as I do that this is an important resource that would How not be going to waste. Dare. I am still mourning. Jacob. We spent all of Alonzo's money on cremation. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. How much money did he I'm have? pulling him up. Hold on. <laughs> this pulling is, him out of the grave. It causes pain. We have to exhume Alonzo. They put the okay. money in his urn. You want to know how much money my poor boy had on him? Yeah. Three gold pieces. Uh, he can. We'll put that in the urn. <laughs> and three coppers. But oh. those coppers will take. <laughs> oh my god. Because he spent all his money getting that bracelet of dashing, remember? Oh. He had to borrow money from y'all. He was getting his boo a gift and he didn't even know it. Oh! Oof. Woo! All right, so I guess we got two things we could do. We could go investigate the crime scene slash talk to his neighbors, or we could use the advantages that our particular group of people have and go talk to the people at the temple. I am so fucking excited. Shall we start uh, Chester puts his whip away. Uh, How about now? What? Because it's a whip. You just put it away, though. Are you still excited? Like yes. to go to the temple? Yes. Oh, okay, I, I want to understand what happened with this clockwork cat with wings. Before, I, I want wings. I'm about to say, you could do with some wings. Did you know that we could buy rocket boots here? Rocket boots exist. Isn't this place awesome? I'm and a harpoon tear off gun. My feet next. You could replace one of your hands with a harpoon gun. 
I, I, I use both of my hands, unfortunately. Oh, that's right. So let's. Uh, yeah, I, I cannot. I cannot stave bleeding as well with a harpoon. Uh, I guess we're going to be going to the temple then. Mm-hmm. To learn about what did they say, heretical teachings. <laughs> Boy, that'll be exciting to learn about. I don't know anything about that. That's great how you said that with such confidence. All right, so I'm going to uh, transition us then. Make your way over to uh, Skyside to the Temple of Bri. Um, and <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing where, like, if you oh, want I'm to so listen excited. to uh, the music and everything that I have in the background, <laughs> by all means. But if you want some more thematic music and you can play two things at once, I'm going to be turning on uh, Cult, uh, excuse me, Children of the Iron Messiah from oh, Mechanicus. Doesn't it just make you feel peaceful? I used to fall asleep to this sound every night. I find it kind of foreboding, but that's okay. It reminds me of my call. It reminds me of the other mechanical god. I mean, the only mechanical god, Bry, obviously. <laughs> you wasn't talking about that heretical omniscient now, were you? Who? <laughs> Omelet? Uh, <laughs> it's okay. We all worship Besmara anyway. Oh my god. So you go up to the Temple Ooh. of Bri and you are met by someone. Uh, Wait, quick question. Psykirim yep. would probably have to be in disguise, right? Oh, I yes. assume so. Uh, both of us are, at least. All three of us are. I mean, technically, Eleanor oh, wait, could be herself because right. no, right. she's yeah, not a part right. of this yet, but she probably disguises herself. Uh, disguises but- herself as Alonzo with the fake mustache. <laughs> Whenever uh, Dunsmith finds out you're going to go to the Temple Briar first, she actually arranges for you to be met by someone. Ooh. Uh, Is and this as someone you get I there, know? Uh, it might be someone you know. I'm not sure how high ranking you got. So the way actually the ranks work uh, in the Temple of Bri is called COGS. Um, and so tertiary COG is like the third tier down. There's like the High Clock Mother, the primary COGS, secondary COGS, tertiary COGS. And you are met by a tertiary cog named... I don't think that Psykir would have been any kind of high-ranking creature. Okay. Tertiary uh, cog. But this is a, uh, the, a tertiary cog named uh, Menactus, and she meets you. She looks like this. Menactus <laughs> sounds like a tech priest name. <laughs> it does. This is weird. If you colored this picture, I'm going to show the artwork of her, but if you colored her robes red... Um, and gave her just like a gas mask, she would be 100% uh, tech priest territory. Do they have gas masks in this game? They yes. do. I'm going to buy one later. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but she comes up to you and greets all of you. Oh, hey, Menactus. Uh, and she is... I mean, hi there. I don't know you. Greetings. I am the tertiary cog, Menactus. Uh, and this is my my friend and servant, Acolyte Duca. Duca. Hello, I am Duga. Hi there, Duga. Uh, you see Duga is carrying a large leather-bound book fastened with bronze gears. Uh, Psych here, you immediately recognize this as a copy of Logic of Design, <sighs> Bri's primary scripture and manual of regulations. I love the names of, like, Bibles in this world. It's so world. good. Uh, could you tell me how to spell their names? Uh, Menactus is M-I-N-T-A-K-U-S. Mintakis. Mintakis. And... Mintakis. 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 There we go. Mintakis. Duga is D U G A. Nice and easy. Uh, and she's in Mintakis. I got the name right now. Uh, says, uh, 
uh, we were told to meet the your crew. Uh, one Dunsmith said you were looking into a former, the uh, affairs of a former primary cog. Yes. They might remember my voice. Then just don't talk the way you talk. Well, you're darn tootin' that we are, and I am so glad to have your help. Ah, yes. What can we help you with? I'm a little scared now. <laughs> <laughs> what can we help you with, child? Child. Sykir like immediately looks angry. <clears throat> this is our, our friend. Heaven. Are you having a problem no. with your speech protocols? <laughs> no, I'm fine. Hi, my name's Sylvester Willis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Sylvester. What can we help you with? We need to know more about the primary cog that was alleged to be recently raided. Raided? Which cog? I I know C- not Cos- of any. Kosoma. Kosawana. Kosawana. Ah, well, we haven't kept up kept up with the goings on of the former primary cog. You will remember that he has left the church, and uh, we haven't kept up with his... I don't, I don't know anything about him. ...coming and goings for some time. In accordance with Regulation 14.5.2, uh, Olaman Kosawana is no longer associated with our temple. And she turns to Duga, the acolyte, uh, and you see him... Uh, it's actually 14.73. You see him open up the book, unlatching the little clockwork mechanism, and almost immediately locates the appropriate passage... Uh, pointing to a heading that reads Regulation 14.5.2 so they can read along while the acolyte, like, (laughs) he's gonna recite it from memory. Uh, It says, Regulation 14.5.2 All components shall advance the functional or aesthetic qualities of the device. Any component which does not serve the whole shall be excised. Uh, And Duga closes up the book right when he's, like, finishing saying it. And Menactus, like, nods. Mentacus. God, Fuck. Mentakis nods, keeping her, her eyes closed. Uh, just like she's taking in. So it was with primary cog Kosawana. He chose not to serve the church, and so was declared superfluous to our needs. He continues to serve the Whisper and Bronze in his own way, perhaps, but not in any official capacity. I believe his workshop is in Ferris Quarter, along the river, three blocks west of Hammer Street. Along the river, three blocks west of Hammer Street. Okay. And now, what was all that words that they read? Uh, you want me to read the regulation 14.5.2 again? I, I'm, I'm taking notes and Basically, this, and this piece of the components of the machine did not serve the purposes of the church, so they were excommunicated. Hey, look at that. Cat's got it down. So how did... Bottle cap. How did, For real? Actually, I have two. I already have two. I take uh. a hero point. Yeah, I uh, listen. Before we came in here, by the by, Chester drank an Eagle Eye elixir. Okay. Um, and uh, he'll ask, well, in what way did his uh, whatever not serve the whole? You know, that. Mentakis, uh, she like frowns a little bit uh, as she's like thinking about it. Regulation 475 guides us. And as she says that, gestures back to Duga who <laughs> opens the book with the latch again and recites as he, like, points to it. Uh, it is not for the gear to determine how it will turn, but for the maker to set the design. Each gear must work with those beside it, or else the device will fail. Closes the book again, like, as he's finishing it. Uh, so he Matt was... Mentakis nods again. Dang, poor Duga's doing, like, straight-up Bible drills. Oleman found himself fascinated with some of those less 
accurate records in our archives, from which he formed a peculiar worldview. Uh, Instead of helping grow the knowledge of the faith, he fell victim to lies and half-truths. Brand Cog, Lanelier, finally asked him to retire from public duties to prevent further embarrassment. And Sykir, you know that there is a place in the Temple of Bri called the Asynchronous Archives, where a lot of, it's kind of a, it's weird, a lot of like important information is stored in there. A lot of dangerous information is stored in there. But at the same time, if you know the right people, you can get in pretty easily. So he used research that you guys had, but because it was bad research, he got kicked out. So why do you have that research in the first place? Uh, the acolyte, Duca, he opens up his book again. Regulation 317. In order to truly create an original device, one must first create the entire cosmos. All makers build upon those who have come before. It is the duty of every maker to leave a foundation for future makers to build upon. Uh, Minactus nods again. Mintakis. E- uh, God damn it's it. A, it's okay. <laughs> Even old texts, even old texts are rife with error and are retained by our order. But some stories from the past are meant as allegory or require heavy revision or annotation in light of new understandings. Oleman took a few such stories literally, and it infected his work and his teaching and even his very mind. You must understand every religion has those who believe they have cracked the code or uncovered truths that generations of research before them have missed. When presented with evidence, these people merely invent a bigger conspiracy to explain away the incongruity that allows them to maintain their beliefs. Poor Sykir just must be doing everything in their power to not what a, flip out. What a, what things did he take literally and get wrong that were so bad he got kicked out for? Could you tell us specifics about why he was gone, get kicked out, Please relieved from duty? Be frank with us. I'm not sure of the details. I, he was a higher position than I. I believe he was focused on something that has been since removed from Bry's uh, holy text. Psykir like just whispers under the breath, you would read the new version, wouldn't you? Psykir <laughs> like would know that it is a very common thing. Maybe it doesn't happen like all the time, but for new revisions of logic of design to get published, <laughs> all the old ones to get recalled, updated, and sent back out. Oh, gods. Is this logic of design 11? <laughs> so, can you point us to somebody who could tell us what he believed? I'm afraid if you want to know more about his beliefs, you'd have to consult him himself or some sort of way to look at his research or what he was looking at. Well, who handled his case? Does he have a caseworker? Maybe some notes somewhere? You guys look like the kind of people who take really good notes. Listen, I'm not his manager. Who was? He was a primary cog. His overseer, his higher gear, was the clock mother herself. Well, we can speak to one of these clock mothers. Ha 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 ha. Pride. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, I've heard there's a priest. That's like the high priestess. Yeah, a priest or two called the clock mother. Uh, cat and everyone listening. The high clock mother is the like person in charge (laughs) of the temple. I thought like like, he was only like susceptible to. Chester doesn't actually know anything about the temple. Uh Uh, He's like cat knows nothing. I mean, can we speak to whichever clock mother was his manager or in charge of? Please, you do not just. I mean, yeah, let's talk to the clock mom. 
Yeah, I'll talk to the clock mom. I'm afraid. <laughs> that is above your access privilege. Please? I would like to log in as an admin. Roll diplomacy. Although I don't think you can <laughs> roll diplomacy with saying that. Oh, okay, I think that there would be a really funny joke, though. Can I assist? What do you say to assist? Please? Okay, sure. Why not? Just oh. min- could mention something about how this would help our work to keep whatever... Um, heretical things this man was doing under wraps. I got a 13. I don't believe I help. I don't think you do. That's a 16. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is all I can give you. That is all I know. Perception check. Bluff. No, I wanna, is that really all she knows? That is all she knows. Okay. Can I roll Brylore? For what? To see if I know anything about these uh, heretical archives. Well, you know about the asynchronous archives, which is where everything, like all sorts of records are kept, even things that are like... Out of date. Out of date, have bad information. Holy shit, this or, is Windows XP. Or dangerous information. Um, Could we speak with a secondary cog? Can I talk to your manager? <laughs> escalate. The clock mommy. I did not say mommy. You are not forgiven. Chester glances over at Psykeer. The clock mommy, right? Child, uh, I'm afraid that is all I can do to help you today. (laughs) I was instructed to give you information on where to find Kosawana. Perhaps you can go and find him yourself and ask what his teachings were. Though I would advise you to be careful with the things he says as they are heretical. Uh, could Potentially. we could we get access to that library you was talking about? Roll diplomacy check. Oh, geez. can I help? Yes. Can I assist? Please don't tell me to roll diplomacy. Oh, I've been barely said anything. What do you? What will you say? I mean, I kind of asked earlier, but that would be a twenty-one to help. Okay, that'll help. That's um, a plus one. Yeah. Do you want to help as you well? Unless you want Eleanor? me to just fucking um, roll for it. It'd be somewhere along the lines of what I said earlier that in getting this information we could help, you know, keep this heretical teaching down and keep any um, negative views of the Church of Bry from the public. All right, roll uh, diplomacy. All righty then. Out of the box. <laughs> nope. No, nope, just plus one, Chester. Uh, 14 plus six plus one. 21. All right. You're asking for this, but we could probably just <laughs> get Psykeer's resources to help us. Here. Well, well, I may not be able to... I'm not sure I can grant you access to the asynchronous archives currently, but I can give you a copy of Logic of Design. Maybe you can find some of the passages he was looking at. What free. version is it? Uh, it is the latest version. <laughs> well, wouldn't that have been like, is it going to cut make out me... of the latest version? Could I get a version that he was looking at? I'm sorry, but to do that, you may need to get access to the archives and look at the revision history. <sighs> Unfortunately, there are scheduled for a indexing, which can take some time. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> I can get you in. Do you know anyone else heretical we could get this stuff from? <laughs> you know, wow, Chester. Chester. Chester Has Chester ever been in a church? Chester doesn't say that. <laughs> How, how about this? Uh, a different way of getting to the same thing. How long ago was he kicked out of the church temple? Because if he was kicked out around the same time as Sykir, Sykir would have the same copy of the text. I don't think Sykir would have the copy of the text that he would. I think he's been kicked out for a while. Okay. Um, worth a try. Worth a try. That is good. It is a good effort. 
Um, and Taka says, I, I, I'm not sure I can get you access to the archives, but you're welcome to go attempt to get in yourself. Well, I appreciate it. They are open to the public, but only by special request. This request is going to be real special, let me tell you. Well, thank you. And may I warn you, if oh. you do get access, they are dangerous. The archives? Yes, some books contain dangerous information. So why are they in there? Because it is important to catalog all knowledge, true or false. But you'll kick out people who I use that knowledge? I recently read you the regulation. It is important to catalog it, but believing it as truth is folly. One does learn Child, from would mistakes. you rather run into a problem in a machine that has never been documented and have no idea how to fix it? I mean, I think well, that having help from the past is always a good idea. Well, if the book that tells me how to fix it is wrong, I'd rather not have the book in the first place. That's a documented error, though. Thank you for your help. All right, where do Thank you want to go Thank you, Mintakis. Say hi to your daughter for me. She looks at you. What? Strange child. Where do you want to go now? Do, does Psych here want to try and get us into the library? Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. So you go. Uh, the Temple of Bride is a big complex. Uh, the asynchronous archives are like actually underground. Uh, so you have to go down. Um, and they're basically locked behind a like guarded door, more or less. Or not really a... Um, Guarded as in, like, people with guns standing in front of it, but, like, vault door kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but you, you go down, uh, and you see a large gear-covered door to the asynchronous archives, uh, and there is an attendant saying, Greetings, would you like... Wh- wh- how can I help you? Recently, there's been a disturbance with one of the people who has been kicked out of this marvelous uh, institution, and we want to know more about what he studied so that we might have a, a better idea of what's going on with him now. Uh, I'll let you uh, roll a couple different things if you want to. Uh, or one of a few, rather. You can either roll Brylore, Religion, or Diplomacy. Diplomacy. You can be aided by said checks. Basically, you can either Diplomacy or you can try to rules lawyer your way in. Uh, let me see what I can roll to aid. Oh. <laughs> uh, I only have a plus two to Diplomacy, so... I have a seven Religion and a six Diplomacy. And so no Religion. I will attempt Religion. Okay, what uh, do you say? Doesn't the good book of Bree say we should be able to access knowledge? <laughs> what you get oh on my the god. Die? 13. For a total of 20? No, no. Total 13 th- total. Oh, yeah, okay, oh that's about Lord. right. Doesn't that's the, about right. Doesn't the good book of Bree say that we should have access to all the knowledge we could use? Uh, and then psych here? 17. Total? Yes. <sighs> the asynchronous archives are open to the public upon request. Luckily for you, there is a slot open, but I must warn you, there is an indexing coming. Uh, you have uh, 16 hours until we will index the library, and which will take a number of days. Should you not finish your work in time, I'm afraid you'll not be able to come back for a good while. Just put the investigation on hold till Can I do a Brylore <laughs> to see if I can figure out when this guy disappeared? Uh... From well, I mean, you know when he left. You know when he disappeared, which was like very recently. He stopped being in public around Gattleby. Gattleby's exhibition was the last time he was in public. I mean, from the public as serving Bry. Uh, years ago. I'm okay. just gonna say that much. All right. Um, uh, but they do let you in. The gears on the door, uh, move open. 
Uh, maybe you hear the person as you go into the archives say, I hope they find some sort of enlightenment in there. <laughs> Man, oh, Prince so they're looking down on these. us. <laughs> yeah. I take umbrage to that. And as you enter the library, the giant doors close behind you. Um, We're all by ourselves. You're all by yourselves in a giant area full of these books and tomes. You see the entire revision history of uh, Logic of Design, uh, like a change log and also the different books. And uh, I'm going to need a couple checks as you get into this. What can we roll? Mm -hmm. Yes. We're actually going to, uh, I know we're running long right now, but we're going to do something fun. Yeah. Uh, we're going to use the uh, research subsystem from the Game Master's Guide. Ooh. Which is going to take uh, rounds, but each round is going to be four hours, so you'll have four rounds until you need to clear out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing that you can check is the logic of design revision history. Uh, this is a library four for those following along at home. It's pretty sick. Would these things be an investigate check? What is an investigate check? Well, if I could pursue a lead, I'd get a bonus on, on, on all... <laughs> I'll let the... you pursue a lead. Okay, yeah, but like I get that gives me a bonus on investigate, and the reason I was asking is investigate can be many different skills. Okay, well, you're not investigating. You're reading books and stuff. I'm not sure if that's the same thing. Is investigate a type of check? It is, a, it is an action that you do in uh, the quote-unquote exploration mode. This isn't an investigate check mechanically. This is a research check. Uh, it's also an exploration activity. Investigate is a... So there's like actions in combat, but at the same time there's actions in exploration mode, which is in between downtime and combat. Uh, investigate is a type of action you can do during exploration mode, which is what we're in, but also so is research. So I don't think it you can get your bonuses here, technically. Okay, so it is just okay. Okay, it's it's special. This is like not core rule. This is special, this is right? Game ah, this is cool. All right, let's get into it. All right, so uh, round one, what we're going to do here is I'm going to need some different checks from everybody. Uh, you can roll as you're looking through these books. I imagine you're also funneling coffee and snacks as you're like getting different books to look at. Uh, there, you can roll academia lore, bry lore, library lore, religion. Or perception. <laughs> perception. Poor Eleanor, you were thrown right in the deep end of this bry stuff. I can roll perception. You sure can. I'm getting a different dice. What'd you get on your check? So, a total of nine with religion. Okay, Chester. <sighs> I know I'm trying real hard here, but you're gonna try to fight for crafting. Oh, no, no, no. I'm actually trying to... I, what I'm doing is I'm trying to fight to use this ability. It calls for investigate, but checks to investigate are typically perception or skill checks that use intelligence, wisdom, charisma, which all of these were. No, so I, was, I know it's an investigate as an action, but I'll allow it because you're you're following Kosawana anyway. That, and it's because I think this action is specifically mentioned in the DM's guide, which means it may not be referenced in a character class thing. Yeah. Um, cool. So it was academia lore, perception, and... Bry lore, library lore, and religion. Cool, cool, cool. Academia lore is going to be the one that Chester chooses. Okay. He will now have a plus 11, because he'll pursue a lead on, I guess we'll say the guy's name. He did research before coming out this way. Okay. Uh, uh, 11 plus 11, 22. 22 on academia lore? Yeah. 
All right, and then Eleanor, perception? Perception. Intelligence is not her thing. I got a natty 17, though. Oh, Beautiful. nice. Uh, 25. Jeez. 25. <laughs> so right. uh, she might not know the stuff, but boy, she can look for the right book. All right, so here's the fun thing. Uh, success, you get a research point, right? So uh-huh. Eleanor gets a research point. Yay! Chester I'm not gets useless. a research point. Yes. Critical failure, you make a false discovery and lose a research point. Unfortunately, so here, go to critical failure. Oh, no, hold on. Um, let me... Would would one point make a difference here for Psyche here? Yes. It would? Yeah. All right. If I recall correctly, I have a reaction. Clue in. Another creature attempts to investigate. I can give them my pursue a lead bonus for Psyche here. Uh, okay. So what is that? Your What bonus is that? Plus one. And how long does that last? Uh, it's a reaction for an invest for once per 10 minutes. It's for, you know, exploration stuff. It is an exploration reaction. Okay. I'll allow it. Okay. Uh, so that prevents you from losing one. You're at two research points. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I should roll again. Wow. Round one. Uh, so go again. Anyone else want to make a check? I mean, I can try, but my chances of rolling poorly are much higher. Same check, same options. Same options. Uh, what is the total check you're rolling? No, what is the uh, the point, your skill you're rolling for uh, this? This would be religion, then that's plus seven. And what's your perception? Plus eight. He will clue in Psycheer again, and mm-hmm. Chester will also do academia what again. What does Keen Follower do for you if you follow the expert? Can I follow an expert? <sighs> I don't think so here. Okay. This no, is your, a different subsystem. Your perception is good. Okay. Like, just... Okay. All right, all right. I roll for perception. Or Chester says, hold on a second, you guys. I got something that'll help us out here. And he'll pop uh, two things off of his... Do they uh, last four hours? (sighs) Aw. You just took the wind out from underneath Jacob's sails. I was finally going to be able to use mutagens, but I think you have a point. Yeah. They don't last for four hours. (laughs) How long do they last? Uh, I was going to use the smart one, cognitive mutagen, mutagen, which gives you bonuses to arcana, crafting, lore, occultism, and society checks, and it makes you take a minus two to weapon, athletics. A moderate mutagen lasts 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So we just roll as is. Yeah. Okay. But with your help, that makes it a 20. Good. You got a 20 total? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't rolled yet. 13. 15. Total? Yes. Oh, boy. I rolled poorly. You guys don't make much progress on that one. Did we make some? Psykir earned one, and then that was uh, Perception? Yeah. Yeah, that lost I one. Failed. Before, by one. Oh. oh. Uh, all right, round two. You're like eight hours into this library. You got stacks of books of logic of Isn't design this round comparing three? it. Yeah, yes, that ends round two, round okay. three now. Um, Why are there so many copies of this one book, Sakir? Why are there so many different revisions of this? Is this like a literal manual on how to build every clockwork thing? It's about the concept of creation. And shockingly enough, everybody has a different concept of it. Which isn't wow. shocking whenever their god is dying. Uh, all right. Eleanor's getting a headache. Yeah. The springs are unwinding and her followers disperse. What'd you get, Jacob? I see. 
I'm not. I'm not even gonna. No, I did. I, I failed again. What'd oh, you get? No. Oh, another thirteen. Uh, it's about. Aww. Well, I was going to give you the plus one anyway, cause you have the lower check. You can give it to Eleanor if you need to. I give it to Eleanor. Not fail. I give it to Eleanor. Yeah, you won't fail now. Oh, okay. Or Twenty-one. Critically fail. Yeah. Twenty-one. Yes. Total. Yes. Twenty-six on academia. Uh, academia. All right, so it's two more successes. All right, I think that, yeah, at this point, you're going to get something. <gasps> oh. You are looking through the different regulations in Bry's holy text. I'm going to say at this point, you are able to find what you think between what Saikir knows about Kosawana and when he left. You find the ver- the revision that um, that he that happened like right around when he left. Well, you find like one copy of this book that you can um, like rent. <laughs> I don't copy know fastidiously. Rent, check out, get a copy of, or something like that. You can get the information from this book. Make a crayon etching. Make a crayon <laughs> etching. Um. So, what's changed? What flavor uh, of heretic is this bitch? Or, well, there's a number of different changes. That's the thing. So we have to do more research to find out. You probably need to go figure out or go back to his like place and see what you can learn from it. We should have just gone there from the start. Well, this might get this finding this now might give us more information when we do find it. Okay. Do we it doesn't s- make any sense to skip it. Uh, do we still need to search? Uh, you can, you have two. You have another round to search if you want to. Let's try. Um, and I'll say at this point in time, uh, you've also just kind of explored down here. Uh, so from here, what you can get checked out is mm-hmm. you can basically take the time to copy down exactly what changed here uh, from, from this revision. So you found like the version that's changed from when he like when he left, right? Uh. Um, and you have like the version number and all the things that changed in it. You just don't know what is important there, right? Um, so you're able to like make that note and take with you because this place is going to close up, right? Um, but yeah, you have one more round and then there's another thing in here that you can do research on mm-hmm. now that you've explored the space this past 12 hours. Uh, you see there's this enormous hourglass that has uh, pure quartz sand that reflects these like visions through it as you stare into it. People say that you can use this to get glimpses of the past or the future. <sighs> You can roll research checks on this as well. And what would we roll to do that? So here it's Bry lore, fortune telling lore, occultism, uh, percep or perception. <sighs> oh, Jacob. But you can also keep rolling on the the version history if you want. How long does my eagle eye lesser work? <laughs> I'll just roll on the the revisions and such. Okay, roll for me. Oh, I might not fail this time. That is a 23. Okay. Beautiful. For the next hour, Perception. I really think that the glass thing is cool, but 9 to 11. Actually, that's a 10. It's only one difference. Could I use the Eagle Eye Elixir if it only lasts one hour? Why not? I'm, I'm literally just asking. I'll try, I, I don't have to. You're going to roll Perception then? Yeah. Uh, what was your other check? Uh, Academia Lore. Well, no, uh, there's Bry lore, fortune-telling lore, occultism, and perception. Uh-huh. You don't have any of those other ones? No. Okay. Because uh, the perception DC is higher than the academia lore. I will do academia lore. Okay. <laughs> Roll for me. Natural 20. 
Beautiful. Oh, Total oh, yes. 31. And it was. Wow. Let me describe you how this happened. It fell. And then it spun. It, it was. It spun flat, so I could see the twenty spinning right there. Beautiful, uh, beautiful. Drow, did you want to roll again? I already did, and I got an eleven total. Yeah. On Brylor or religion? If I did religion, <laughs> it would be a twelve. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think with that, uh, that's your last round, I believe. I'll let you have the second one. You learn a variety of myths and legends and conspiracy theories that uh, have developed to explain Bry's mysterious deific origins. Many of the wildest conspiracy theories concern Bry's interest in and possibly dominion over time, as opposed to only clocks and clockwork creations. Uh, While you're looking through some tomes, you are digging through here, uh, and you see something happen. As a matter of fact, uh, these, some of these terms, these are kind of adjacent to, maybe this is one of those things you've gotten on a tangent about from the logic of design. And the book in reference you saw going over there, there's like a little like clockwork styled skull, like warning, dangerous materials. <laughs> and you start flipping through this book, trying to get more information about this origin of Bry. And as you do, Chester, with your critical success, uh, you're the one making this discovery, uh, but you flip open a page and you see this like glowing rune on it, and out of nowhere, from the book, two oh. lizard-looking things pop out and <gasps> manifest next to you. What? They're like covered in glowing runes and scrolls. They're kind of like snake lizards with a crocodile snout, and they go to attack you. And that's where we're going to pick up in our next episode. Wait, we get attacked by lizards from a book? Yep. I've heard of bookworms, but this is ridiculous. Book lizards? Second research point. Here's your reward. Lizards. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to eat these and then throw up. Can we play the next episode? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D, gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of the podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfie Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.